Hi, everybody. It's uh, your friend Ryan Van Bibber here. Um, and before we get started with this week's Onside Kick Family Hour, I am going to let SB Nation's NBA editor Mike Prada tell you about a very special NBA podcast they have going this week uh, to coincide with the start of the NBA Finals. So that's fun. And uh, give a listen. And here's Mike to tell you all about it. I'm Mike Prada, and on the latest edition of the Limited Upside NBA podcast, it's the Warriors, it's the Cavs, it's the third edition of the NBA Finals. And what better way to preview the on-court stuff, the rivalry, and some of the trash-talking with the editors from our SB Nation's Cavaliers and Warriors sites. They've got a little bit of an interesting relationship, so this one gets kind of fun. Subscribe on the Listen tab on iTunes or go to SBNation.com to check the episode out. Yes, you're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. I am Ryan Van Bibber. With me, as always, Stephen White. Stephen, how are you today? I'm doing good. How about you? Oh, you know, I can't complain. I can't complain. Is this, this might be the slowest May for NFL news that I can remember in a long time. I mean, even the guys getting arrested are like fringe guys, you know? (laughs) Well, of Nolan Carroll. Well, but it's that time of the year, you know, like where basically any news that comes out is probably going to be bad news. Guy getting arrested over Memorial Day weekend or something yeah. crazy like that. So, I mean, it's just, you know, you got OTAs and, uh, you know, reporters really aren't allowed to watch much of it and stuff like that. Yeah. I think when we get to minute camps, it picks up a little bit because then they can, they can watch more of that and actually report on what's yeah. going on. But even then, it's still underwear Olympics. So, you know, yeah. I saw like a, a, a article floating down my timeline uh, the other day about an offensive lineman uh, who's been doing great in OTAs. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck is he been doing? I mean, <laughs> it's not like you're going to pancake somebody in, in, in shorts and in, in shorts. So, you know, I just I always kind of, it's always kind of funny to me uh, hearing these reports about like, especially like, Offensive or defensive lineman, like you can barely even touch each other uh, during OTA. <laughs> but you know, I, you know, I guess you know with some of the skill position guys, you can see who can cover and who can run routes and, yeah. and catch the football. But with the big guys, every time, oh, this guy's looking great in OTA. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, seriously, you know, I mean, you, you, there's only so much you can do. Well, that's what always kills me. Like, I was reading about obviously, like Aaron Donald is one of the guys that. It's not an OTA. It's like, what the hell is he going to do with OTAs anyway? He's a defensive tackle. <laughs> right. And see, back in the day when we did OTAs, like, shit, we almost wish we had pads on because, like, they would drive the shit out of us. Like, <laughs> seriously, we'd be going at it in shorts and stuff. <laughs> we were doing one-on-one pass rush in shorts and jerseys, you know. <laughs> but that, nowadays, like, you literally can barely touch the guy. They, the fucking NFL PL shut that shit down. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, you're, play, you're, you're literally basically playing pay, uh, patty cake for an hour and a half, you know, four days a week. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? About the only thing Aaron Donald can do is get hurt in that situation. <laughs> exactly. Seriously. Some fucking young office lineman trying to do too much. That's about all he's going to do. Yeah. I mean, all that work he can get, he can get somewhere else. Yeah. And people who say, listen, and say, oh, well, he should be a leader. Okay. All right. You know. Cool story, bro. I mean, if that motherfucker gets 15 sacks, 
that's some hell of a leadership in my opinion. I don't really give a shit about what he's doing in May. You know, look, <laughs> this shit counted in September, man. People just they going overboard with this shit nowadays, and it's starting to annoy me. Oh, it's crazy! Like, like you, first of all, you're supposed to have an off season, so you, you know, if you show up just a little bit overweight, that's not a big deal. You just had some time off after a long ass season, yeah. right? And it's a problem if you're still overweight in July, but it's fucking it's the first day of June or whatever. Yeah. Is it? I mean, shit, I don't lost it's track now. It's June 1st, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, ju- it's June 1st, man. Look, <laughs> look, whether it's positive or negative, probably everybody just needs to take a deep breath <laughs> and slowly roll a little bit. Because yeah. some of these stories are just amazing. I know we're in that weird time of year where there ain't a whole lot of, 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 of like I said, stories come out unless it's something like a DUI or something like that. But, man, <laughs> you don't have to just, you know... You don't have to make it seem like somebody looks like King Kong in short. <laughs> and you don't have to make it seem like they look like a bust in shorts either. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you you could tell it's OTS because uh, Hugh Jackson was talking about how great Brock Osweiler looked this week. So, what, that, what's, what's that we always say? <laughs> they shaped my life. You know? <laughs> you know? Come on. Never I mean, been better. I've never seen a more transparent attempt to get somebody, anybody to believe them than <laughs> Hugh Jackson coming out and talking about Brock Osweiler who looked great. And Brock Osweiler talking about his film shows that he's a starter. Man, if y'all don't get the fuck out of here with that, I might as well go, go ahead and bite that bullet. So I can do it first now. Go ahead and cut him. Ain't nobody falling for that shit, man. Of course he looks good with no pass run. Shit, I can look good at 707. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, it's, I, every, and then people just get so worked up about those kind of things. It's like, I can't believe it. He's just going to be so great. I saw somebody, uh, some Broncos fans talking about how great the quarterbacks are doing. It's like, oh, man. It's, I'm, I'm glad to know that professional, that the handful of guys who have made it all the way to the NFL are good at practicing football in shorts. <laughs> it's a huge relief to me. I mean, listen, okay, the alternative is they look shitty in shorts. You don't really want that either, but I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying, come on now. I mean, just come, let's calm down just a little bit, you know, just a little bit. Take a deep breath, you know. <laughs> in a couple months, we'll see them, everybody in pads, and see who can really play and who can't. Yeah. But it's just, you know, right now, everybody kind of reaching for stories, I guess. And, and, of course, coaches, for the most part, are going to be positive. You know, oh, yeah. no, no, nobody's really killing guys right now. Oh, he's terrible. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You're trying to kind of trying to build up uh, confidence <laughs> in most of these guys anyway. So except you, know, for, you just got to take it all with a grain of salt. Oh, yeah. Well, except for, you know, like the one, like the only like kind of holy shit, not holy shit. That's a dumb comment, but like, whoa, that's not the usual May, June confidence you see from coaches was uh, the Rams head coach came out the other day. It was like, you know, golf's okay. He's done fine, but we're going to go, always going to go with the guy that gives us the best chance to win. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, dude. That's, that's one of those new coaches. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I coach, you know what I'm saying? Every, everything's about it. Got, got to be about competition. Everything's oh, competition, yeah. you know? And so they all, you know, just like they, of course, they're going to be more aggressive gonna on defense. Em. <laughs> you know, we're going to be more more aggressive on defense, going to be 
uh, take more shots on offense. <laughs> you know, it's just the normal new coach speak. So, oh, yeah. uh, but you know, and then plus, Derek Goff was pretty fucking awful last year. So, <laughs> oh, no, like, you know, like so. In this day and age, uh, yeah, I mean, this day and age of the rookie cap, you're you're not wedded to. The first round quarterbacks no. like that anymore, so he can come in there and say what the hell he wants to. Oh yeah, as long as he don't get that second contract. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's you know, it's his team now, so we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I like the quarterback stuff. It's just like you say. I mean, I know it's OTAs, but even like looking ahead to camp and stuff, some of the quarterback battles are just like, hey, you really gotta like, <laughs> you gotta have a pretty low bar. For what qualifies as exciting, if you're excited about the Trevor Simeon Paxton Lynch quarterback battle. Hey, listen, it's, <laughs> it's better than what they're looking at up in New York with the Jets. Oh, I mean, every awful. time I see Josh, a Josh McCown article, I just start chuckling. Like I look, I've been there. Look, oh. <laughs> I, I just knew that Josh McCown is going to get it going for it. <laughs> Man, that dude. When I listen. It, it, it's hard to remember this, but he the last two head coaches he he started for got uh, got fired eventually. Yeah. You know, he started the first year here in Tampa. Yeah. Eventually, Love gets fired. He started that first year in Cleveland, Cleveland. and then they get that head coach out of there too. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not sure the head coach that he started for in Chicago uh, actually survived either. I can't remember who that was. Was but uh, yeah, well, remember when he was playing so well, and everybody was talking about whether it should be him or or uh, yes. Cutler starting. Yes. I think that head coach might have got fired too. So I mean, listen, he's not he's not a really good uh, 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 you know omen for your job security as a head coach either. But <laughs> it sounds like shit. It ain't even much of a competition up there. It looks like he you know uh, far and away. The best quarterback on the on their roster, which uh, says so much over so much right now. Bryce Petty and uh, and Christian Hackenberg, man. Hackenberg, Hackenberg. I'm just like, whoo! I feel bad for y'all, Jets fans. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen, I saw Josh McCown and that one year down here do some shit I ain't never seen before. Like crazy shit. Yeah. You know, like try to throw the football, slip out the hand, pick it up, and then throw an interception. Crazy shit like that. You know, like, dude, what are you doing? And just try to throw the football left hand and get an interception. Just crazy shit. Like, he found ways to blow the game. Yeah. And so, you know, but he'll look good right up to that point. <laughs> we looking great, you know, right up to that point. And so, look, I'm just telling you, Jets fans, get ready because y'all gonna have look. You better laugh and keep from crying. This and and all while you got a viable quarterback just sitting there waiting on somebody to give him a call. I'm just, I ain't, it's, it's I'm, I'm just, tired of talking it's about insane. this shit, but it's know, just amazing. I know. I know. It's just. <laughs> it just defies the logic, but you know, here we are in a world where people are talking about Joshua Count and Christian Hackenberg. Like it's, I mean, if that's that's like Batman versus Superman summer blockbuster level of bust right there. Whew, <laughs> I just don't even know. <laughs> I guess there was there was a little bit of uh, Jets news today. The Calvin Pryor getting traded to Cleveland today. Sounds like they were probably going to 
might have been the odd man out given that they drafted a safety in the first two rounds of the draft anyway, so. Right. Definitely was the odd man out from everything I've heard. Yeah. Uh, he, like, he, like, missed uh, some workout days and then he came back and, and, and was, like, third string or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, look, here's a guy, I think I picked him for, like, a breakout player last year. I really thought that um, he was kind of coming into his own, and I and I thought the Jets really liked him. I think they did, but yeah, you know, he kept getting hurt and and just wasn't making very many plays. Yeah, and so he's a guy that I like coming out of Louisville, and I think he still has some talent, but uh, he wasn't going to play. Yeah, uh, unless somebody got hurt. Yeah, for the Jets, you know, they got their two young safeties now. Both yeah. of those guys, I think, are, are going to be good players. So yeah, it, you know, he's get he's getting another opportunity. And Cleveland, I, I kind of thought it was weird that Cleveland gave up Demario Davis because I think he's a really good player. I thought it was, he was a good signing for them last year. Yeah, uh, for Cleveland. But you know, I, I guess different year, different you know situation. And I'm you know. Well, maybe it's, I, uh, I guess it's more because Greg Williams is their DC now. I guess they'll probably play more nickel or something. They thought maybe Pryor could be sort of that Mark Barron kind of. Hybrid type yeah, for safety, although I don't know. I think he has that kind of mentality, but unfortunately for him, doesn't have that kind of size. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Look, you know, I, I always appreciate the smaller guys who who still find a way to get it done. But I think that Mark Barrett's size, as much as anything, has helped him to really grow into that nickel yeah. linebacker role. And I'm just not sure. That you know, probably will be able to do that as effectively because of his size. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting too because Cleveland. What the other day, like they signed. Uh, oh damn it! I can't think of. He's a linebacker, uh, Christian Kirksley. I mean, not a household name, but he got a pretty big extend contract extension this week. I, it was a. I, it was like a trivia question I asked last year was like, who was the only, I think it was only two holdovers on the Cleveland defense last year from the year prior. Mm-hmm. And he was one of them. Yeah. And um, I wasn't really familiar with him until I noticed that. Yeah. But he is a pretty good player. Yeah. I, I didn't necessarily think he was that kind of money, uh, you know, good player, but more power to him. Yeah. Uh, who knows what, what, what will be the market for linebackers in a year. That might be cheap. You know, two years from now. So, yeah. good for him getting paid. And obviously, they like him. He's been around. One of the few guys who've been around in their defense for a while. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to see a, a, a guy kind of get paid from the team that's, that knows him best. Yeah. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, four years, $38 million, I didn't see the guaranteed money in it. So, you know, obviously, there's an asterisk next to that number without a guarantee. But that's a... Yeah, you know, for an outside linebacker in a four-three defense, that's not chump change. Oh, absolutely not. I think it says something like I saw something like it was the fifth, fifth most for uh, um, somebody in his position, something like that. Um, but again, you know that that all changes. That can change between now and training camp starting. Somebody else signs an extension. Mm-hmm. And then he gets pushed further down, so you just never know. Yeah. But, but like I said, more power to him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
And they got plenty of money to spend up there. So. <laughs> well, they got money. They can take salary dumps for Brock Osweiler. <laughs> right. But no, he's doing great. No, no. Well, well you know, yeah. I mean, it's not a salary dump. Come on now. Right. You know, he, he, he might start. He's looking awesome. I mean, he is elite. He's Flacco-esque. Right. Right. <laughs> it's kind of funny that I saw um, it, it, it popped in. A, I was browsing Twitter this morning. I don't know why probably to see whatever meltdown we were on the verge of today. But like I, uh, uh, some article from five thirty eight about Kevin love from the Cavs popped into the, my timeline. And the reason I bring this up is because mentioning Flacco, but, uh, Kevin love has more 20 yard passes than five NFL <laughs> teams. Wow. And I was mostly surprised to find out that Alex Smith was not one of those guys. It was like, I mean, the obvious ones were, yeah, Blake Bortles, surprise, surprise. Uh, like, well, <laughs> there. The Texans, the Osweiler, there you go. The 49ers, I mean, you know, this is the 49, this is teams from last year. The Broncos with Lynch and Simeon. So then the one that sort of like had an incumbent starter was Bortles and then the Ravens with Black. <laughs> <laughs> wow which i was talking about this game with somebody the other day that game it seems so man i don't know if it's just me or the way the nfl works or the way like the job's gone but like that raven super bowl to me that when they won the super when they beat the 49ers in the super bowl seems like i mean Sometimes it seems like it may have happened 30 years ago, to be honest with you. It just seems that so far in the past. But, like, there was that game Flacco had against the Broncos that year where he made that big pass that won the game at the end of the year. And I think that's kind of when all that, like, Flacco elite stuff started. <laughs> like, in earnest, you know. And then, like, PFT commenter, bless his heart, just sort of embraced it and right. ran with it, you know. This, that's all I can think about now. When I think of Flacco, that's the first thing I think about is, is he elite? <laughs> A question of our time. <laughs> <laughs> some, you know, someday somebody's going to, some student's going to write a graduate thesis about Joe Flacco's eliteness, and he will be celebrated. We'll have him on the show to talk about the academic implications of Joe Flacco's eliteness. <laughs> Long, uh, what, God, what was that? Twelve was that? Two thousand twelve? They won the Super Bowl that season. Yeah, that was it. Man, it's amazing how just how you know you think of a player career is on average three years. How long ago five years is? Five seasons is in the NFL? You know, in the timeline of the NFL. I mean, you're talking. You go back to, I mean, two thousand before two thousand eleven. You're you might as well. It's a different. Eon with the CBA. I mean, it really is. Like the the, the teams are so different. Yeah. Every five years, man, any, almost any five years we can pick, you know, after free agency first beginning in the NFL, you almost got a completely different team. You yeah. might have a quarterback, you might have like a pass rusher still. Yeah. And, you know, maybe a wide receiver and a DB or something like that. But so many of those other players especially the, the the you know the backups and stuff like that 
man, those teams are just look almost completely different sometimes. You, I mean, look at this. Look at the 49ers team from 2012 <laughs> oh, yeah. to now. Seriously. I mean, what a sea change. I'm not well, – well, maybe the left tackle and uh, the left defensive Bowman. end. And Navarro Bowman. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. I really think that's it. The left tackle, the left defensive end, and Navarro Bowman. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> on a 53-man on a roster, five years later. I mean, Just the shit. level of turnover. That's crazy. And now the quarterback, <clears throat> the quarterback, the young quarterback that took them to the Super Bowl is still good and can't get a job at the NFL. And not to come back to that, but that's just like the um, the change in in a franchise. It makes you wonder, like, oh, in five years, what's what's everything going to look like? Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, it's not just, a, you know, this particular five years we we uh talking about yeah. situation. That's any five years you can pick. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, that, that's kind of how it works. Yeah. Some teams, of course, have more turnover than others, but and then of course, <clears throat> the, the sub context of that uh, too is like um, that was during that time when the, the NFL wasn't raising up the salary cap, squeezing everybody. It was squeezing the players. Oh yeah. By uh, uh, keeping the, the the salaries arbitrarily low by you know having the salary cap basically be down there the same every year. Yeah. So, you know, now that the salary cap is going up quicker, like it was supposed to the whole time, yeah. then that's even more of a reason for turnover because now guys are going to be jumping for those dollars. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, and then you throw... You yeah, start I, I just throwing, think they were more now. Yeah, and you start throwing in changes in the game that kind of trickle up from, like, high school and college yeah. level stuff, too, you know. Yep, and then and then your first round quarterbacks are so much cheaper now, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. So you can get rid of them sooner, so you don't have to, you know, hold on to them for five years yeah. if you don't want to. So yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of reasons. Like I say, most teams are going to experience a whole lot of more turnover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like all these things, it should be easier. Like the whole thing with parity, like parity in theory with these things should be even more achievable. And, like, you still, like, look at the, like, some of the same old teams and, you know, Patriots are still there, obviously. You know, it's just some of the same freaking teams in there every year, year in and year out. Yeah. And, and, and But those tend to be, ironically enough, the teams that we sell are a little bit cheaper than everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Patriots are definitely in that category. Right, but I mean, let's think about like the Packers. Yeah, I don't really think the Packers spend a whole lot of money, but they've been pretty consistently good. The Cowboys have gotten now where they're pretty consistently good, and the, you know they've done their by by drafting more than mm-hmm. anything else. Now they're having to re-sign some of those guys they drafted, so now they're getting up into those big contracts. But they're fortunate enough to have a, a, a rookie quarterback. It wasn't even a first round pick now. Yeah. So they still, you know, they, they've gone the more uh, conservative route, people would say, when they were, you know, drafting all these offensive linemen in the first round and, and not necessarily that big blockbuster signing like they used to back in the day. Yeah. So, like I say, when you look at those teams around the league that have been consistently good for over five years or so, most of those teams aren't even the ones that's paying the big money. Yeah. 
Well, and that's why, you know, look at a team like the Seahawks. And, you know, obviously Russell Wilson's getting paid now, but, you know, their window of being a good team or one of the best teams in the league year in and year out really started when they had Russell Wilson on a third-round pick on a third-round pick salary for a few years there. Yeah, and they don't even really count because they don't spend nothing on their offensive line. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> right? They're like, a pretty good example of like, what happens when you don't spend money on an offensive line. <laughs> and they're like, fuck it, we'll figure this shit out as the season goes on. Oh, man. I mean, who the fuck saw George Fett being their starting little tackle last year? Now it looks like he might be their starting little tackle for the foreseeable future. <laughs> so, you know, they – and even some of their, you know, big-name guys, they kind of – you know, didn't pay top quite top of the market for uh-huh. uh, 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 Michael Bennett. Didn't necessarily get a no. top of the market deal. Uh, Richard and he Sherman wasn't really happy about it either. Sherman, you know, a bunch of those guys. So yeah, even them. You know, who's the, the big free agent signing? I mean, I know they traded for uh, the tight end, Jimmy Other Green. Than that, you know that. Jimmy Graham, but other than that, even they don't don't have those yeah. big signs. Look at those big first day signs like Brock Osweiler. <laughs> don't don't really tend to, to to do so hot uh, these days. No, no, they don't. <laughs> yes. And look, I I don't blame I don't blame Olivier Vernon either. Oh, I thought he no. played his ass off last year when he was hurt, but he got the top of the market deal from the Giants, and I was the Giants was pretty pretty fucking terrible last year. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, they weren't terrible, but they weren't women. I'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they spent a lot of money. And then look at the Jags. How much did they spend? Woo! Let's not even get that started. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you see that article last week about the Seahawks? The from ESPN? The one about it being a circus? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Or just the one. Well, well wait now, because there was another one that was talking about like. Well, I think it was kind of centered on not Sherman. Yeah, that's the one. Centered on Sherman, yeah. and like, listen, part of the problem is, is like, you know, of course, the players kind of came out like, no, 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 it's it's not like that at all. But right. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> In that whole article, first of all, I thought most of it was overblown. Yeah. I, I felt like people don't really understand the dynamic of football players and locker rooms and stuff like that. Like the whole thing about Sherman catching uh, interception and saying uh, Russell Wilson sucked, that happens all the time. Yeah. Like we talk cash shit in practice. Uh, whether it's, you know, a guy everybody likes or doesn't because it's fucking practice. Yeah. That, that's what you do. And like, you know, until we get to the game, <laughs> you're the enemy. Especially like the beginning of training camp. When we know we're only going against our own offense for the first few weeks, shit, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and look, think back to the the uh, Cam Newton and and, and 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 what's the guy? This is Josh Norman. Yes. Training camp fight. Remember that? Yeah. And they went on to go to the Super Bowl that year. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the same year. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's the kind of stuff that happens, but then – People make a little bit too much out of it. The whole thing about the the thing that resonated with me in that article though was like um, this perception that uh, Russell Wilson wasn't held to the same standard. Yeah, 
that is a feeling that pervades a lot of locker rooms. Yeah. I can promise you that. Because it's rare that the quarterback is held to the same standard. Yeah. Like, so many coaches like to treat the, the, the quarterback with kid gloves. You know, you they, they, they have no problem telling you that you fucking suck on this play or something like that. Or, you know, you need to do better. But when it's a quarterback and he makes a bad play, ah, well, you know, we don't want to second guess. And, you know, you got to go with what you – you feeling at the time, yeah. That kind of hedging and shit. Him and the hard that defensive players do not tend to like that. Yeah. So you know, and, and especially if if the offense isn't, if we playing a hell of a game and the offense ain't playing worth the shit, man, look, <laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with. Oh, I don't think he's black enough or something. It's got something to do with put some fucking points on the board, please. <laughs> Help us. Look, man, my memory is gone as shit. But it's one game that's always going to stick out in my mind, I believe. And that's the game in 1999, first game of the year, against when we played the New York Giants here in Tampa. Uh-huh. Okay. Just all I'm going to say is go look up the stats in that game. Go look up the stats in that game, and then you ask me if how you think we felt about our offense. So... Yeah, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about anybody listening. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Because it was one of the all-time greatest performances that you're never going to hear about. Like, <laughs> it was amazing how we lost that game. But the, the point is, all of this stuff, probably a lot of this stuff factually was true. But it, it felt to me like whoever was writing it and maybe he was directed this way, like whoever he was talking to behind the scenes was putting this kind of spin on it. Mm-hmm. But it seems like he was taking some kind of uh, run-of-the-mill stuff that happens all over the league and maybe attributing, you know, motivations behind it that just weren't there. Yeah. Like, look, you, you can be pissed off at your teammate in the moment, right after the game or something like that, and then y'all go kick it the next day. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Because, cause look, somebody's responsible for the time when you don't win. Yeah. And if you don't feel like that, you know, those people or that person is actually being held responsible, but you, when it's your turn, when you're the person that's responsible, you know, people are, 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 are chewing your ass out in front of the whole team. Yeah. It can cause some resentment. Yeah. And that happens a lot. But yeah. it, it's not a big deal. It's not really like a well, we can't stand this guy. Yeah. We don't really like him. Type of deal. He's the fucking quarterback. They know he's the quarterback. And at the end of the day, ain't many quarterbacks, they, they would they would switch uh, yeah. with Russell Wilson. And you want to know how they know? Because they play a whole bunch of bad quarterbacks. But nobody knows quarterbacks like the defense. I can promise you that. Right? Yeah. We know fucking sucks. And we know who we hate playing against. Because they always get a chance, uh, their team a chance to win. Yeah. So I can promise you, those players might not be all buddy buddy with Russell Wilson, but they fucking appreciate them because they play against guys who aren't as good and who don't give their team a chance to win, and they know how hard it is for those teams to win, and they know how hard it is for them to beat those teams because they have Russell Wilson on their side. Yeah. Even when he's not playing his greatest football. Yeah. So you know, it just I just felt like it was one of those things where. Um, some of the stuff could have been factually true. Maybe a lot of it, 
but just the spin on it, the way the author kind of made it into this big, huge mountain when it probably was just a molehill. Yeah. That's the kind of the kind of thing I ain't really like about it. I, you know, it, 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 it's, it's happening more and more now, but it's still a little bit rare for players to come out and just bag on the writer. Yeah. And so when they do that, usually I'm, I'm kind of, you know, it kind of makes me wonder when more than one player comes out and like, this is some bullshit, you know? Yeah. And Big Michael news. Bennett, who wasn't even the, the focus of it, was one of the first ones to come out it was, and say it was some bullshit. Yeah. So... He seems to be a pretty straight shooter. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and kind of side with Michael Bennett on this one. Because he don't seem like the type that would back off if he didn't like the quarterback. Hell, he called out the head coach and the defense coordinator down here after a game. Oh, yeah. So, so I, I don't think he's the type to cover for it if he got some kind of feelings about Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> I was just I just looked up that game out of curiosity. Damn. Three interceptions from Trent Dilfer. No, don't even look at his. Look at the defense's stats in that game. Oh no, it's like what we did. It's like, it 107 took, yards it allowed. That's it. Total it yards took, allowed. Two sacks. It took three interceptions from Dilfer for them to win that game. Yeah. It took every one of those three interceptions. I promise you, because we was on their end. A <laughs> hundred. Look, they shouldn't even had one hundred and seven yards of, of offense. To be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, you know, I, that, that was just you know, if anybody's ever curious, just look that game up and you ask yourself, hmm, I wonder how the defensive players felt about uh, Trent Dilfer <laughs> that year, that, that, that game. Now, mind you, they ended up being one of Dilfer's better years. I think he ended up playing better after that. Yeah. And so when he played better, of course we. Felt better about him after those games. Yeah. Regardless, he was a really good dude. Yeah. Off the field, you ain't gonna find many better teammates than Trent Dilfer. Yeah. But off the field, he would drive you fucking nuts. <laughs> so it's just important for people to understand that we can separate that though. Like ain't nobody walk around wanting to shank Trent Dilfer because he threw three interceptions. <laughs> you know, maybe right after the game you did. <laughs> but by Tuesday, it's like, shit, we still trying to win. So, you know, let's worry about what we can do. And hopefully he can figure it out, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good perspective on that, too. Cause, and, it like, and that even kind of goes back to some of the shit, like, with, and, you know, you just the shit you hear sometimes, whether it's OTA talk or in the season, you always hear a lot more of that stuff about players being mad and oh no there's gonna be this all this locker room scuffling that's going on it's like well yeah i mean you know you're not you're not really getting the whole picture of it all in these with something like that and it's interesting don't get me wrong but you're just still not like you say you just you don't really kind of like you're not getting the uh you're missing a little some important perspective on that yeah i mean look most of the time we hear about off, uh, uh, quarterbacks hanging out with players, it's usually offensive players. Yeah. Right? They, they hang out with their wide receiver or the, the offensive line. This is a normal thing. Yeah. Quarterbacks and defensive players don't usually mingle. On the, even on the same team, it just, it's just not what it is. Like, yeah. it, you know, kind of like <laughs> just traveling in different circles. Yeah. <clears throat> but it doesn't have any bigger meaning other than just – 
look, offensive guys and defensive guys usually stick around each other. It's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just sure. and that's who you were. I mean, you know, you're you're a cornerback. Who are you gonna? Where are you spending most of your time at work in the cornerback's room? You know what I mean? It's exactly. Like, you're that's who you're. I mean, those are the you're just you tend to gravitate around those guys that you spend the most time with at work. I mean, it's just like I don't. Hey, I know the NBA crew, but I don't really know a lot about like their individual writers and stuff like that. If I need, so I just you know, it's a it's a hell of a thing to think about. Oh, here's oh man, here this might be. Not, if this isn't May June NFL news, Google Google News thinks the Jacksonville Jaguars official site is satire. <laughs> Wait, what? Google News. Whenever you look up Jacksonville Jaguars in Google News. And anything that it brings up from the Jacksonville Jaguars official site. So if like you're looking up Jaguars Blake Bortles and you know you get one of those articles or videos or whatever from the Jaguars official site about Bortles or whoever, it'll say, you know, source Jacksonville Jaguars, like source of the website, Jacksonville Jaguars, and then in parentheses out beside it, it'll say satire. <laughs> you mean to tell me Duval has not Rolling on them yet online? They haven't. They haven't. <laughs> I don't just know how. them out on Twitter or something. I, that's I mean, I come on now, out. y'all slipping Jacksonville. That's what I can't figure out. I mean, if Duval gets when Duval gets wind of that, all I mean, all it takes is a call from the team to the to the folks at Google, and I mean, <laughs> they they're gonna be all over Twitter. Look, Jacksonville does not play that shit now. You, you see, don't nobody. Ain't nobody talking about tarps in Jacksonville anymore. You say, you Hell say no. car, you know, you you won't even get the P out before they be on your ass on Twitter. Don't say, don't say um, the T word. Don't say the T word. Listen, don't say it. Don't even think it. Don't say nothing about attendance because Duval is coming. And so I promise you, they find out something about being labeled satire. Oh man, they're gonna be so outraged. I just wanna I just wanna see it. I just wanna see it when it happens. Cause they're gonna get whoever is responsible for that fired. I promise you. They're gonna track down the social security number and everything. I think they had a writer from their website. Like somebody like they, you know, just like paid as like a, a part, you know, just like to buy the article or something like that. That had done so, like that gotten a, like just like a some sort of awful, awful fight one year with somebody. I don't remember all that. I, I don't know why of all the things that popped in my head. Maybe I've just seen enough Breitbart shit in my timeline lately that that popped it. That made me think of that for some reason. But yeah, we'll see what du- what happens when Duval gets hold of it. Because I'm telling you what, they're about to. Yeah, it's gonna be some trouble. It's <laughs> Some internet advocacy about to be happening pretty soon from the the good folks in Duval. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, You know, so, like, I don't know. You probably noticed, like, so I had that thing I had to do at the beginning of the podcast about the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, like, we're getting all fancy with podcasts in SB Nation world now, and uh, or the Vox Media world, I should say. 
And like, so we've got to like, at some point, Stephen, you and I, maybe we can talk about this next week. It's probably not a conversation our listeners want to hear, but we got to think of some promos. We got to promo our, uh, our little podcast so that other folks, other podcasts can run our promos. Hmm. I'm going to start watching some old Dusty Rose YouTube <laughs> videos and the rock back during the attitude era. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the first thing that came to my mind was the old macho man. Yeah, I, look, yeah, every time you, if you say something about a uh, promo, I'm thinking about Dusty Rose Hard Time. <laughs> that is the greatest promo in the history of wrestling. I don't care what anybody say. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go watch that on the loop so we get ready for our promo. Because I promise you, I'm, I'm going to make Dusty Rose, may he rest in peace. I'm going to make him proud. We do our promo. All right, that's good. We need that. We 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 gotta have that. I mean, I think it's only fitting for our show. We can't just have some sort of boring reader about, hey, if you like the NFL, you're gonna love our podcast. Blah 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 blah. All I know is you're not putting hard time on me. You're not putting hard time on my co-host. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Man, I not you, not Rick Flair, none of y'all, none of you. <laughs> Man, old classic WWE was something else. Well, I bet that was back when it was WWF. No, nah, that was actually was like that before that. Even that was like the regional type wrestling. Like that was back when Dusty Rhodes <laughs> used to wrestle. And cowboy boots, and, <laughs> and and he had the long blonde. He actually had long blonde hair, worst body I ever seen on a human being in my life. But that was my that was my dude because look, I, I was kind of like his body twin back when I was a kid. So I was like, yeah, he look, Dusty Rose bad body, and he became the world heavyweight champion. I can do it too. So he, he was like my inspiration as a child. <laughs> you know, man didn't have a muscle on his whole body. But he was just, look, he was captivating. Oh, then yeah. You got Nick Flair, you know, the glitz and glamour and muscles and woo! And you got Dustin Rose, the polar opposite except for the blonde hair. Yeah. And, you know, he he's hard, hard, uh, he had hard, you know, upbringing and all that. He's, you know, Son of a coal miner, all yeah. that good stuff. I, I mean, he's just fantastic. Listen, he couldn't make it today. He, he ain't doing all kind of flips and shit. That's the yeah. first said about three moves. <laughs> and one of them was an atomic elbow. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but he just, like, he just had to love him. <laughs> he had to love him. That was way before WWE. I'm trying to think, you know, they would have all kind of names back then. Uh, uh, AWA a, uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, man, that was my dude right there. Dusty Rose. The personalities, like the way they always built up the person. Like today, the, to this day, I still think it's just is like nobody's ever done it better. Like all of the sports. Um. So anyway, let me, I'm going to play, let me see if this works. I got to play a promo for the NBA finals podcast. 
Uh-oh, got my fingers crossed. And if this doesn't work, <laughs> I can edit it in. We're going to give it a shot right now. And, and as a matter of fact, I'm going to write down the timestamp because what happens is if I fuck this up, which is, you know, not unlikely by any stretch of the imagination, um, then I could just go back and edit it in or something. But All right, here we go in three, two, one. Did, did I didn't you... hear anything, but I thought maybe it was one of those, you know, no, I didn't. I didn't get any <laughs> any levels or anything like that. So I will. Uh, we'll we'll edit that in, and uh, you know, <laughs> folks can uh, listen to the podcast, and then maybe they can click over to our friends on the NBA side because uh, there's you know there's kind of a big game tonight in the NBA world. So yeah, I, I heard something about that. Some, some guys. <laughs> It's like the only sport going on. It's like the only sports thing happening right now, except for uh, the Mets mascot flipping somebody off. Yeah, I remember last year. It was kind of like it was kind of like the Falcons and uh, (laughs) the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Like I remember somebody had a lead and they lost. Is like you know, three one or something like that. You know, (laughs) something like that. Yeah, be interested to see, you know, if we had a repeat performance. Well, Dan, that was funny at in at the league meetings when Dan Quinn's talking about, yeah, I talked to Steve Kerr, and everyone's like, wait, 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 wait. You, wait, you and Steve Kerr got together after the Super Bowl? Shit, that's a hell of a commiserating right there, boy, I'm telling you. Like, uh, <laughs> like man, I lost a 3-1 lead. That's all, all about beer. <laughs> <laughs> we sacked Tom Brady eight t- four times and I uh, had a 25 point lead in the fourth quarter and guess who got the trophy man if you're a Saints fan that's got that's probably like as good as the Super Bowl right there listen I, I don't see more uh, of those jokes what, what, what was the score uh, uh, 28 to 3 28 to 3 I don't see more 28 to 3 that's how I know who my Falcons followers are. I mean, my uh, Saints followers are now. If you, if you say a 28-3 joke, I'm just assuming you from Louisiana. So, <laughs> and the Bucks, man. The Bucks make a joke about it, and they hear Coach come out and apologize. That's <laughs> the worst thing. Ever. So fucking weak. Oh, I mean, do you not understand Twitter at all? The whole thing, you know, we all start noticing that the social media accounts – of the different teams and stuff start interacting more, you know, joking on each other. Oh, yeah. This man, like 28. People random. Right. I mean, and, and people like that. They gravitate to that. Yeah. 28 to 3 is a thing. Look, I don't give a shit what you say. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You was all, all at home watching. We all saw them blow the fucking Super Bowl. You didn't have to be an NFL player <laughs> to see that. So we all know what happened. It's a joke. These jokes going to get off. And you just got to chill and relax. Or I'm gonna apologize. Shit, they was they've been joking on people too. And I promise you the Falcons, seeing how they interact, they definitely would be joking on the Bucks if they lost a twenty-eight to three lead in the Super Bowl. Oh hell yeah. So I mean you just you got look, let the jokes go, man. I, I, you know <laughs> they weren't malicious, they just happy. We, they're gonna have to live down twenty-eight to three for a long time. <laughs> and I, we'll get to see until they win another night. Super Bowl. Until they win right, a good. Super Bowl, not another Super Bowl. Until they win a Super Bowl, the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, now we get to see if the Golden State Warriors get, you know, get to get over their three to one. I just like if once you're an internet meme, like the le- the steps you have to go through to not be an internet meme anymore, man. I can't even fathom that. All right, Stephen. Um, man, that you know what we filled we filled a show pretty nicely. I think for June first NFL podcast. <laughs> yeah, we had some some pickings, but we figured it out. <laughs> we made it work. Hey, sometimes you make meatloaf out of sawdust, and there you go. Um. So yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. Next week we'll be uh we'll be having our planning meetings, so we probably won't be podcasting next week, but uh we'll return shortly thereafter, and uh you know mini camp should be going around then, so we'll have a. Uh, some more details from the Underwear Olympics to talk about. I look forward to it.